Stuart Murray with you, the man from Fox Across America, Jimmy Fallon, who entertains you every day at 2.05, is on our line. Good morning, Jimmy. Hey, hey, how you doing, Stu? We're doing good. I know you got a busy schedule, so just uh, for those that may be new to your uh, program here, although we're getting a really nice response to it every day, um, Jimmy is an author. He's a cab driver who su- survived driving in New York. He's a uh-uh. stand-up comedian. He's an author. He, uh, of course, has his 2 o'clock show, and then on the weekends you have a Saturday show. And uh, did I? Oh, yes, and your book called Cancel Culture Dictionary, Winning the War on Fun. And that's just the first 10 minutes of what you do, right? <laughs> I'm kind of peaking in life right now, Stu. Yeah. So it's, it's really exciting to go from a cab driver to get your own radio show and your own TV show. But, you know, the way, the way uh, this world works right now, you know, you're only one bad turn on the air away from being a cab driver again. So mm. I'm just trying to play good ball and, you know, use all of this exposure for good, man. Because uh, I'm one of those people who I'm dumb in that I want to help the world. <laughs> you know, I think you're supposed to get your own TV show and go get a bunch of plastic surgery and buy a house somewhere nice. But uh, I'm one of those old school people who's hoping this TV show and radio show will kind of change the temperature in society and, you know, get people to laugh a little bit more, take life a little bit less seriously. Well, after we hear, hear the news every day, uh, there's something we can't lose. You know, sometimes I think we're losing our country, which scares me, but you can't lose your sense of humor. No, ma'am. So we need uh, you. N- yeah. What's coming up today on your program? Well... Uh, Fox Across America today is pre- it's a busy day. Tudor Dixon's going to be on. She was, of course, uh, GOP nominee for governor in Michigan, and uh, she's in town this week to do my TV show. So I'm making her work overtime and do the radio too. <laughs> you know, these people, these media people have it too good. You know, an hour on TV, they should be able to work harder than that. I used to have to drive a cab for 15 hours a day. So you'll get double duty out of Tudor Dixon. That's always fun. And, uh, you know, a lot of Fox people come by. My show is very much like a hang, you know, so the door might swing open and you might see Dana Perino or you might see Jesse Waters or you might see Bill Hammer. You don't know because really the way I book my radio show is a lot the way I drove my taxi in that the door swings open and you never know who's going to jump in. And I think that's one of the superpowers of radio is it gives us room to have a conversation. You know, when I'm on TV, it's four minutes, three and a half minutes, you know, and you go to commercial, whereas radio, if you get eight minutes, you get ten minutes. You actually have some room to, like, exchange ideas. So that, for me, is the best part about being on the air. It's that if you're driving along in your car and you're listening to a show, you know, you have some type of good-hearted companionship, you know? I always say that. Like, radio's like a buddy cop movie. You get into the car, you hear a a partner's voice coming out of the speaker, and you've got to decide if you can ride along with this guy and fight crime. And uh, essentially, that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a good partner in the cop car for America's listeners. And uh, I need as many of them as they can, because I need a few designated drivers, Stu. I get a little crazy <laughs> after the comedy shows are over. So listen, speaking of comedy shows, and of course your book is Cancer Cultural Dictionary, and comedians tell me that it's very hard these days because they don't want to say the wrong thing, get into trouble. and um, So how do you uh, balance that? Well, this is the trick for comedy. When you're in a theater, when you're in a club, the audiences are still really good. The problem is when the jokes make it to the Internet. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole other cottage industry of people who, you know, expect to gain currency by saying they're offended. Okay, that's what we're living in now. People aren't nearly as offended as they're saying they are. It's just that they expect to gain something from being the victim of some type of a joke. But, you know, the way I work around that is, you know, as a comedian, as you hear a phrase a lot that you've got to read the room, but the truth is, as a comedian, you've got to lead the room. You've got to be in charge, and you've got to establish with them that you're bargaining in good faith, and that you're going to say a lot of crazy things, but everyone needs to know the difference between a joke and a hate crime, okay? Because that's what cancel culture is. They're people who try to repurpose jokes as actual hate crimes, as, like, calls to action, you know, and they started to use a phrase called, you know, speech is violent. But anybody who tells you speech is violence is basically just saying they've never experienced real violence, okay? Because if you believe that a joke is a violent act, you've lived a very privileged life. I know you're a very busy schedule this morning. I'd like to get you on for longer sometime because the listeners want to call up and talk to you. Oh, I'd love it. And uh, so I'm going to ask you this quick question, and that is, how did you go from being a cab driver, stand-up comedian, an author, and then on Fox quite a bit? Well, the way it started is I was driving a cab full-time and doing stand-up at the comedy clubs in New York City. And a booker at Fox News saw me at the Gotham Comedy Club downtown. And they asked me, you know, if I wanted to come be on TV. And to be, tell you the truth, I, I, I half thought they were kidding. So the first time I was on at Fox, uh, I had my taxi double parked outside the building on 6th Avenue with the trunk open and the doors open and the hazards on, because that's how you get out of a parking ticket. If you have the car double parked and everything's open, Mm -hmm. uh, the cops assume you're going to get something very heavy and bring it back to the vehicle. That's an old taxi trick. So I went inside, did a quick hit on Kennedy's show, and then ran back downstairs. I believe I was in the lobby with Kaylee McEnany, who was a press secretary under Donald Trump who works here at Fox now. And uh, at the time, uh, we were having a really funny conversation in the lobby. And I said, well, anyway, I've got to go. I've got to get my cab. And she goes, but there's nobody in it. And I was like, no, no, no. I meant it's my cab. Like, if you need a ride home, I can take you. So I was a cab driver. And then they put me on TV. And, you know, over the course of a few years, I started to get on a little bit more, and then I started to fill in on the radio. And then in the course of promoting my radio show, I wound up getting my own TV show. So it's a good American story that I like to share, because the truth is everybody listening needs to know, no matter how much life beats you up, there's no rule. There's no rule that says you can't get off the mat and accomplish whatever the heck it is you want. I mean, that's the one thing about America, is it does feel like we're losing the country in a lot of ways, and it does feel like we're really divided in a lot of ways, but this is still a country where, by and large, you determine your own outcome. So if you're willing to get out there and do the work, hopefully it doesn't take you 20 years like it took me, uh, but man, if you can pull it off, it's sure well worth it, and this is a country where that can happen, so don't let anybody beat you down. Well, listen, we know you're a comedian, but you certainly are up on the uh, political spectrum. I yeah. imagine um, through the years, have you always been that way? Yeah, because people would get into your taxi and just start talking to you about the news. That's, you know, that's like a taxi is the original social media. The door mm-hmm. jumps open, somebody jumps in, and they go, hey, uh, you believe this thing the mayor did? And whether you know what the mayor did or not, you're now having a conversation about it. And over the course of time, you eventually figure out what the mayor did. <laughs> you get good at issues. And that's the thing I miss the most about uh, driving a cab, is it's social media in person. 
so you have a more reasonable exchange of ideas, whereas social media, you know, you're just screaming at people. You're just road raging with people who aren't even on the same highway as you. So I prefer taxis to Twitter, uh, but I prefer this life to that life, if only because the hours are a little bit better. Well, Jimmy, I know you're tight, and uh, once again, the people have been saying, geez, can I call them up today? And I didn't realize that we're so short of time. So you let me know when you have some time, and of you, course. Can, you can talk you to all call into my radio show. You're more than welcome. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not a what. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, Stu. I love you, man. All right, Jimmy, <laughs> uh, hope to talk to you soon, and when you do have more time, let me know. For sure. Have a great day, my man. Thanks. You too. Jimmy Fela. WICH, you can hear him uh, after 2 o'clock today on WICH, Fox Across America.